Hello everyone, it's me, your boy Dean. I'm here to give you this piping hot tea. So I'm going to jump on here and do my political podcast. And in this podcast, I'm going to split it up in two parts. So in this first part, we're going to talk about pop culture and how that is affecting politics, especially with the midterms and even the 2024 election that's on the horizon. So grab the teacups and let's begin. So I'm first going to talk about um, this Let's Go Brandon craze. Now, in that music podcast I did, um, I talked about how a lot of these rappers on YouTube have these little Let's Go Brandon songs. And these songs have actually ended up going to the top of iTunes, have actually gone on the billboard charts, have actually been downloaded, you know, online. And, um, you know, I talked about what Let's Go Brandon means and where it's come from. But if those of you don't know, if you missed that episode, I'm just going to play you this little short little clip on YouTube about what Let's Go Brandon means. Let's go, Brandon. Means so. You hear someone saying, "Let's go, Brandon." That basically means f Joe Biden. And for the past three days, you know, this "Let's go, Brandon" thing has took over all of the internet and even cable news. So on Christmas Eve, this dad called in, and you know, he was you know Joe Biden and his wife Jill were you know doing his little Christmas special, and people could call in. And so. Um, and so um, this dad called in and, you know, why he was talking to Biden. And at the end, he said, let's go, Brandon. 
And you know, this started a whole bunch of controversy and debate. And what was even crazy enough was that Joe Biden responded saying, yeah, let's go. I agree, let's go, Brandon. So, so you, you know, before we go any further, I just want to say that that just shows you how one out of touch this man is, that he don't even realize what that phrase even means. I mean, the man was smiling when he said that. You know, I, I just, you know, Joe Biden just looks, does not look good. You could tell this man is kind of gone. And you know, that's that's kind of scary that, you know, he's the president and you can tell he, he's got, you know, gone. Okay, this man is in a mental decline and it's very obvious. But you know, I'm, that's a conversation for another day. But you know, this caused a whole bunch of controversy and stuff. Now I'ma say this, the dad who called in, he has a YouTube channel and I went there and I watched him make that phone call so, you know, because he came out and said he's being threatened and people are threatening him and, and, you know, infringing on his freedom of speech. and He didn't know it was live. And I'm sorry, I just got to call BS on that. Because, I mean, one, you filmed yourself doing it. Two, you knew what, what response you was going to get. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not a Biden fan either, but I know, it, you know, you doing that was going to cause a bunch of controversy. And, you know, three, I noticed he's just been bouncing on all these conservative little platforms, these conservative talk shows, these conservative podcasts and stuff. So, like I said in that music podcast, people are using this cancel culture wave to create clout for themselves and be put on. Because I'm noticing, you know, he's being put on right now. And also, you know, and what's even crazier is the poor NASCAR driver, Brandon Brown, um, where the Let's Go Brandon stuff started from, he came out and he said that he's basically been, you know, low-key canceled because sponsors are scared to sponsor him because they don't want to put their name with that controversy, which, you know, I I think is so unfair because technically he had nothing to do with it. Okay, really, it's the it's the reporter who started it, and I understand why the reporter said that, but you know, he kind of had nothing to do with that. He really didn't. You know, he said he's he's not a political person. He doesn't believe in telling people who to vote for and stuff, and I respect that. So, you know, hopefully a sponsor will pick him up, you know, or, or you know, because that's how a lot of these NASCAR drivers make their money. But I say all that to say this. <clears throat> This Let's Go Brandon is a prime example of the culture war, um, of a culture war issue, you know, internet outrage that has, you know, that's the example that I'm using, that has permeated politics and pop culture. I'm, you know, sure enough, and mark my words, it's probably going to be a movie that comes out titled Let's Go Brandon, because these little conservative filmmakers and stuff are starting to make their own movies and they're doing decently well because they have an audience for it so mark my words there's gonna be a movie i feel like called let's go brandon and you know people and people will jump on it they will and i also haven't said all that i also want to point to something else i noticed now me personally speaking i watch a wide variety of political channels Sometimes I watch CNN, sometimes I watch Fox News, sometimes I watch Newsmax. Because, you know, I just find it very interesting that all of these platforms 
can talk can talk about the same thing but see different things and i just find that very interesting however i must say this past year there's been a noticeable shift for one thing um cnn is, is has not been pulling as much viewers lately it's actually you know cnn has had record low viewership and you know it shows because you know they're they're kind of they're not as engaged i feel like as they used to be when trump was in office you know now some of these anchors just look lazy they don't really report stuff they let stuff drag out now and you know it's not good reporting anymore i feel and i also noticed fox news and fox news has also lost viewers as well but they still maintain a good enough audience that they're still in the doing good range. Tucker Carlson, I think, is still the most watched person in news media right now. But I will say this. If you watch Newsmax or Fox News, it's three things they mostly talk about that CNN ignores. One is the mass mandates and the backlash to mass mandates. Now, CNN does talk about mass mandates, but they don't really give a highlight to people who are against them. The two, Fox News has been going on about these transgender athletes competing in women's sports. And I'm going to get on that in a few minutes. And three, Fox News mostly talks about the border, the border and also the rise in crime across the cities. Those are three things conservative media talks about. And so, you know, it really shows when, you know, some of these liberals who watch CNN all day long, MSNBC, be shocked that, you know, certain candidates who run on the Democratic Party are not winning these races. And, you know, when they hear why people didn't vote for them and they say, well, you know, these cultural issues like border patrol, education or transgenderism, um, you know, these, these liberals be shocked. But I'm not shocked, you know, in that in that um, election in Virginia, when old boy Youngkin beat, beat Terry McAuliffe, I wasn't shocked. I've said that before. I was not shocked. Because even though CNN was acting like Terry McAuliffe was going to win, you know, I, I knew he wasn't going to win. Because on Fox News, that was the real story. More people watch Fox News than CNN. <clears throat> and I'm going to just... Un- and you know these issues are important to a lot of people some people like to dismiss these culture war issues as one issue things or stuff we can discuss and no i feel like a lot of people a lot of people have in their mind that discussion is of we need action and i'm just gonna play you this other clip of this lifelong feminist her name is kara dansky and she is the president u.s chapter of the women's human rights campaign and this is what she had to say to fox news about transgender athletes in sports. By the way, that applies to people who have differences of sexual development. How many women and girls have to be hurt before our society acknowledges that and our lawmakers and our laws acknowledge that? How many women in prison have to be raped? How many teenage girls have to be subjected to men walking around with erect penises in bathrooms and spas before our society comes to grips with the reality of what is going on? I consider feminism to be a political movement to liberate women and girls from male oppression. In contemporary society, what is generally taken to be feminism is not feminism at all. The the movement to sort of promote the idea that men can be women 
is fundamentally anti-feminist, it is anti-woman, and it is very politically regressive. Nonetheless, it is often assumed that people who promote the idea that men can be women are actually feminists, but that's a misunderstanding. Everybody at the end of the day knows that men are male and women are female, but we seem to be in this very confused place where some people are insisting on redefining the word sex to include the phrase gender identity, but nobody has really properly defined that term. My party has been pushing this gender identity agenda in law and throughout society, and it's terrible for women and girls. We currently have pending before Congress, it's currently before the US Senate, <clears throat> something called the Equality Act, which would completely redefine sex to include gender identity for virtually all purposes under US civil rights law. And from my point of view, that would be devastating for women and girls. The, the abolition of sex, the obliteration of the material reality of biological sex should scare everyone. There's an evolutionary biologist by the name of Colin Wright who talks about this in terms of evolutionary biology. And he says that if we allow the notion of biological sex to be obliterated in society, we have lost our tether to reality. And he's exactly right. Every single person is either female or male. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Transgender isn't real. It was simply made up to persuade people that there's some coherent category of people for whom sex is irrelevant. That is not true, and we should not be afraid to say so, regardless of where we land on the political aisle. Rank and file Democrats reach out to me all the time, every day. I hear from Democrats on social media and in my email who tell me that they are absolutely fed up with what the Democratic Party is doing on this topic. And some of them say they'll never vote Democrat again. Some of them say that they have unregistered with the Democratic Party and re-registered as independents. I know at least two women who voted for Donald Trump last year because of this issue. These are women who despise Donald Trump, cannot stand him, did not vote for him in 2016, but voted for him in 2020 because of this issue. Democrats are furious, and if our party leadership doesn't start listening to us, they're really going to lose votes. So, she's been on Fox News, I think, a total of five times. Um, and it's a lot of women who have come on Fox News and Newsmax and done these conservative podcasts who have, you know, said the same thing. So this is a real issue out there. And, you know, a lot of Democrats are, a lot of these Democratic politicians are, you know, playing political correctness games and, you know, pandering. And, you know, it, it is painting the Democratic Party a certain way. And plus, what in my personal opinion, a lot of these people coming on these conservative outlets are in the future going to be conservative activists. You know, that woman right there, even though she says she's a Democrat, you know, I, I, I predict in about 10 years from now, she's going to be a conservative activist. Um, you know, it's been a bunch of female athletes who've come out and, you know, said that there needs to be a movement, that they're trying to create a movement, you know, and to get laws put in place to ban transgender athletes from, you know, competing in women's sports. And, you know, some people, some people act like, you know, this is not important or, you know, it's not going to affect um, the upcoming elections. And it is. It is. 
Because the one thing that Virginia Ray showed was, you know, the Democrats have lost ground with a lot of, you know, middle middle of the road Americans. You know, in Virginia, it was education and critical race theory were the things that were a lot of what those parents were against. And that's why they voted for the Republican who said he will block all that. So I'm just saying, you see all these stories. I mean, you know, the big story right now is out of University of Pennsylvania, <clears throat> a transgender um, swimmer broke broke damn near the um, the female swimmers' records, beat them all, and you know all of these uh, all of these um, you know female swimmers and their parents are furious, and you know they want to start putting legislation together and stuff. You know, all I'm saying is all it takes is one Republican to come out and say he'll, he or she will sign legislation to block all that. And you know, these people will vote for that person. Mark my words, they will vote for that person. And having said all that, you know, there's been a very massive backlash to LGBT this past year. Whether it be Lil Nas, you know, music videos, whether it be the argument over gay hip gay um gay entertainers and hip hop and country music, whether it's you know the baby's homophobic rants and boosty badass homophobic rants, you know the cancellation of Dave Chappelle. But let me rephrase that: the supposed the cancellation of Dave Chappelle, you know, to these transgender athletes, and even you know there's been arguments over bisexual men being in porn. That was a big topic this year. You, you know, all these little culture war issues are showing that there is a growing backlash to LGBT. It's that LGBT and, you know, topics con- concerning race. There's been a growing backlash this year. And in 2022, I feel like it is going to boil over. And see, when I did that, um, when I did that podcast episode about crime and hip hop, I said you know, I believe I believe a new crime a new crime bill was coming because oh sorry y'all I thought I heard something because a lot of these politicians who've been in office for years have always used you know black people and hip hop and then when the polls showed that the rest of the country is going the other way all of a sudden you know these politicians would throw black people under the bus. And they're doing that right now. I believe they're going to do that again. And they're also going to throw LGBT underneath the bus, too. <clears throat> Hell, it's even members of the LGBT community who are throwing the LGBT under the bus. You know, people are saying transgenders need their own um, own movement. Some people, you know, bisexuals are saying they need their own movement. You know, it's just a mess. When Dave Chappelle did that little skit with the LGBT in the car, he was dead right. You know, these letters just group together, but some of these letters do not like each other. They don't. They really don't. And, you know, what's very interesting is, you know, we've seen all this before. If you ever study history, and you look at, you know, when the country becomes super liberal and then when it becomes super conservative, then it becomes super liberal and it becomes super conservative. You know, it's, it's, it always it, it always follows the same pattern. And, you know, when when the country goes from being liberal to conservative, it's mostly because a lot of Christians and conservative people feel like society is going to hell. 
a lot of these, you know, Christian conservative people feel like society is moving away from Christian values. You know, the youth are acting buck wild. There's bad role models in pop culture and the media. And we've heard that the whole year. We have. <clears throat> we have. And so I do feel like, I do feel like, you know, after 2021, beginning in 2022, you know, the conservative movement is going to gain control again. They are. I've watched a program on CBS and, you know, they did one on, you know, evangelicalism and the rise of Christian nationalism. And, you know, basically it's these group of Christians who, who, who believe that the U.S. is a Christian nation and that only Christianity should be recognized as a religion. And they want laws put in place to protect only Christianity and basically, you know, no one else, everybody else should, you know, keep their religious beliefs to themselves. And that ain't nothing new either. But, you know, that feeling is growing and growing again. And also, you know, with the rise of QAnon and all these other conspiracy theorists, which have also bleeded into pop culture, people of that, you know, people no longer trust the media and they no longer trust the Democratic Party. And, you know, I, w- I wish I could say it's both parties because I don't trust both parties at all. But I'm noticing more people have more of a dislike of the Democrats than a dislike of the Republicans. I mean, the Democrats are known as the Democrats. Like, people believe the Democratic Party is just solely demonic. And, you know, and I, and I can't blame them for believing that because I don't know, when I look at the Democrats, I don't know what, what, what the platform is. It's like the, the party is all over the place. You know, no one knows where, where you know, who going to vote for what. You know, Biden's agenda is all over the place. Nothing has got accomplished. Even that Build Back Better plan, Joe Manchin, the senator from West Virginia, then like he done ruined that by saying he ain't going to vote for that. You know, the thing with the student loans, they arguing about that again, even though Biden and all them say you got tomatoes, start paying it back. I, you know, it's just it's just a mess. And the last time the Democrats looked like this was in 1980 when Jimmy Carter was president and Jimmy Carter, everything went wrong for Jimmy Carter. And, you know, Reagan and the Republicans swoop, whooshed right on in. Whooshed right on in. And that's honestly what I think is going to happen, you know, going forward. So, I'm just saying all this to say that, you know, when the media talk talk about these polls and who's voting and whatnot, maybe, you know, just turn the media off and just look around you. Or, you know, you if you, when when the uh, midterm elections come up, and people are wondering who gonna vote, I mean, you know, who gonna win and stuff, don't just automatically think, you know, you're gonna see blue all on that map. Cause you might see a lot of red. I'm just saying, I don't know if it's gonna be a red wave or a blue wave. Hell, a lot of, de- a lot of these democratic politicians have said they're retiring. I mean, it's Republicans saying they're retiring as well, but it look like it's more Democrats than Republicans. And you know the Democrat is our the Democrats are already splintered. You heard you heard Ms. Cara said it's people who don't even like Trump that voted for Trump just based on that transgender issue. 
So again, you just never know. And again, don't just assume that because someone does something that's liberal, they're going to vote, you know, Democrat as well. Because I saw a program on swingers and non-monogamy, which has risen. And you know, some of them people are not Democrats. A lot of them are conservative Christians who do that. So I'm, I say all that to say this. A lot of these culture war issues from sex to gender to internet outrage to religion to race have all bleeding into politics. And I don't know what's going to happen in 2022, but in my personal opinion, I do think it's going to be the beginning of a conservative movement gaining power again. And you know, that's just my personal belief. So on that note, I'm your boy D and I hope you enjoyed this piping hot tea and I'm going to do my part two later tonight or early in the morning. So have a nice day, you all.